You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Isaiah chapter 54. I want to read from verse 17. The Bible says, no weapon. It's a scripture that we all know. So what I will do this morning is like, if you have a question, I will allow it. But in the absence of that, I will just take some minutes to talk about what I will be talking about in one of the days of the conference. But if I can just get to a point where, you remember, in November, it led us into praying about using the blood of Jesus to cancel accusations against you. And I want to say something again along that line today so that, listen to me, everybody, very carefully. When you pray, I think I started this on Wednesday. You remember? So that we're on Wednesday. If too many people are speaking against you, it will affect you. It will affect your life. I have not had a true room experience in my life before. I've had some other experiences. But I believe personally that before the throne of God, when prayers are coming, remember, this thing is a marathon. All of us will live to be 70, 80, 90, and we have children coming behind us. When we start praying, and you start praying, it looks to me as if voices oh, of people. So, Cain killed Abel in Genesis 4. And God said to Cain that the blood of your brother is crying from the ground. And God said, because of that Cain, when you sow a seed in the land, it will never yield its full strength to you. See, I'm trying to answer questions at times. Where, when, uh, why is it that at times people don't have results even though they are really praying? So God said that to Cain. He said, your brother's blood is crying. So God hears. Now, it is not about physical killing. In New Testament, the Bible says, if you hate your brother, you are a murderer. That means all of us at one time or the other, this is what you use the blood of Jesus to do. All of us at one time or the other, you have said things. James put it this way. Don't worry, I will give you the whole message. He said, with the same mouth, James chapter 3, verse 7. He said, from 7 to 8, 9, he said, with the same mouth, we bless God. And with the same mouth, we curse men. That word, cursing men, is not equal to saying that, okay, it shall not be well with you. It means that with the same mouth, we bless God. And with the same mouth, we pull down men. And when that happens, you are thrown into a pit where there is no water. Remind me of this important point on Sunday. That's why the Bible says, Zechariah chapter 9, verse 11. Oh, ye prisoners of hope. He said, come out of pit where there is no water. What is pit without water? We talk about this. Remember, Joseph's brother took him in Genesis 36 and they threw him inside the pit without water. See, the greatest sins that believers commit. This is why I have told people it's important sometimes when good things are about to happen in your life that you don't prematurely announce. Listen to me. When there is too much negative energy against what you are doing, it will affect what you are doing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And some people are surrounded by friends. Five friends, six friends. Oh, every announcement of progress, it's annoying them. It's not a call to suspect anybody, but it's a call to use the blood of Jesus as warfare. Both 
demanding the mercy of God for things that you have said about other people that is capable of affecting their future. Because as it affects them, it affects you. Then you also use the blood against what men have said. So the Bible said, no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment. What the Bible is saying is actually that the weapons are tongues. Not that somebody carries a AK-47 to come to your house. The weapons. See, when people start saying negative things about you, it can hinder the works of your hand. As a matter of fact, most people don't know. What the enemy does with that is that words are not empty in the realm of the spirits. When seeds or words are sown. So this is why I want to beg everybody. We will we, 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 we'll get there. In 2020, be merciful and reach out to people like never before. As Daniel was telling Nebuchadnezzar, he said, sir, you are going to become an animal. In Daniel chapter 4, he said it is determined by God of heaven. He said, but you can do something. He said, break your wickedness by showing mercy to the poor. Nebuchadnezzar didn't hear. He ended up, he said, because when you give to a rich man truly, maybe he appreciates the gift. When you give to those who cannot pay you back, they will say, God bless you. When you give to a beggar, they cannot pay you back, so they say, God bless you. If you have too many people in your life who are saying, God will bless you, God will bless you, God will bless you, that is the atmosphere of your life. If you are too much into strife, so you are give with your brother today, with your cousin tomorrow, with your, and this is, it will be like you are in a warfare zone. Blessings don't last. And nothing of economic value can actually be built in an atmosphere of conflict. Yes, sir. Is somebody hearing me? Yes, this is what I hope to talk to you about. Um, I know you want me to continue, but I am not going to. Is someone blessed with the few things I've shared now? Yes, you can have your seat. God bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. See, this morning, when we're praying, the Spirit of God said to me, tell all the leaders to invite their parents, except that they are not alive or there's no way they can make it, to be at the conference on Friday in particular. Now I'm extending it to all of you. Friday is going to be a covenant day of mercy. God will reset families. It will be Bishop Walloke on Friday. Now, listen to me. That's the only one I'm announcing ahead of time. Listen to me very well. It makes, you heard what he said the last time he was here. Truly, I know the pastor was talking about. It was the one that actually prayed for OBJ and gave me a word of prayer. that you're going to be president. OBJ told the lie, lie. When he just came out of cell, as I thought OBJ was looking emaciated, came out of cell and he received it by Pastor Debo. He said, he said, Bishop Walloke, he said, there's no, he said he has given Pastor 23 prophecies. Only one is yet to come to pass. From when he was a student in Unilag, he started telling Pastor he was a lecturer then, what God will do. He told him everything happening, redeemed now. 1970 something, he told him what, what's happening right now. And then he told them something in back last week. He said the Lord gave him a command to walk around all the states of Nigeria and pray three hours in every capital, including Maduguri. By the time he was finished in Abeuta, his trouser was dropping. In fasting. That will tell you how many days of fasting without eating. He walked three hours on all the capital city in Nigeria, 36 states. Interestingly, I was just saying, that a friend of mine saw him in Abuja when he was walking in the night, praying in tongues. And he said that the Lord said, go by road and that you must not lodge in anybody's house. Some men have walked with God. When we're praying this morning, I knew all that boy didn't mean, and, and the, the, of course, the, the, the things are, they are, they are the things of God. But as we're praying this morning, the Lord said to me that tell people 
Invite parents to be around because they will obtain mercy. Yeah. You see, um, the Bible says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace. Abele was explained that at the prayer meeting. It's a very profound revelation. Mercy is when God counsels whatever is against you. Grace is when God gives you something that you don't deserve. And only those who obtain grace, only those who obtain mercy can receive grace. You understand what I'm saying? It is in his mercy that he gives grace to a man. It's in his mercy. Mercy is powerful. And I showed you in that night, and we got there on Wednesday also, Jacob recognized Genesis 32 10 that all that he got, they came by the mercy of God. And he pleaded that mercy again when Esau was coming against him. And instead of Esau killing him, no matter what anybody is going through, when the mercy of God shines on you, everything is turned around. Esau was coming with 400 men, and Jacob admitted that he actually cheated his brother. It was, it was his deal to receive. He tried to use power, but the Bible says it is not of him that run it. It's not of him that will it. You know, he had gotten wealth, but money cannot solve some problems. He had gotten so much wealth, so he took the ship, so he called his house. He said, you know what? We're about to pass through my brother's territory now. He said, you go. Carry, let's say, like 500 sheep. He said, why you see my brother? Bow, ten, keep bowing. And say that your servant, Jacob, he was using Agbari. Your servant, Jacob, said, I should give you. Then he sent the second one, carry camels or so. When you get there, bow and say from your servant Jacob. <laughs> he thought that would happen. By the time the first servant returned, he said, so how did it go? He said, your brother is coming. I have a bad news. He's coming with 400 men. You don't go and greet somebody with 400 men. They were machineries hired by Esau to take his pound of flesh. Oh! Jacob was like, oh God. Then he decided money has failed. Efforts have failed. In the night, he stayed by himself and he reminded God. He said, I am not worthy of what you have done. Your mercy. When I crossed this Jordan to run away, I came, I, I left with one staff. Now I have a family and I said, your mercy produced that. That mercy better work now. And God was like, now you are talking. And he prayed all night and a man appeared and wrestled with him. By daybreak, he found out it was an angel. And the next thing he saw, instead of Esau, I mean, Esau just came to hug him. The mercy, the power of the mercy of God. So many things, you see, I don't blame people who get angry with Christians and say, no, no, don't say, go and walk, go and go and as if we don't walk. Say, church, they are not, church, anyway, they are not my target today. You know, there are some philosophies, there, there are some ideas that people have developed. There's something I get to ask myself that, are Christians really like this? Say, prayer, prayer, prayer. Yeah, no, no, they are not working. So, the fact that we are here on Sunday morning stops industrialization, right? Madness of the highest order. Say because there are churches, that's why there are no companies. So churches meet when they meet, they pray that Lord will bind every industrial revolution. Is that what we do? So how does our being here stop Nigeria from advancing technologically? Or what they want to say is that stop going to church. They don't say that to people who go to Biapalo. And those Biapalo are springing up all over Lagos. They don't say that about them. Have you noticed they don't say that to you when you are watching Premiership? It is when the person is coming from church that they say, church, church, church. We won premiership on Sunday. We won Champions League on Tuesday. We will watch Champions League on Tuesday. And that one on Wednesday. Europa on Thursday. And nobody has said that that is stopping industrial revolution. There's a problem. There are mentalities from Satan himself. 
So the true carnal Christians who join them in saying so. Hey, this one, that one. By tomorrow, all of you will go to different places. I don't see many of you until where. So how does that stop you from functioning? I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. Anyway, that's um, it cannot, no matter the noise outside there, you can't stop what God is doing. Amen. You cannot stop what God is doing. Because God is not a man. And it does not go by politics. You can't vote God into power. And you can't vote his idea out. He is God by himself. He's the almighty. He's not a democratic God. Our God is a man of war, period. Leave it to accept it. That is who he is. When you are 70, 80, 90, you will meet him one day, you face him. And you answer for all the trash you've been talking. That's why he does not rush. He has all the time. He is ancient of days. He lives outside time. You are the one under time. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and I would say a thousand years like a day before the Lord. So when the person is talking, it's like he's talking by one o'clock. God knows that he will call him home by one fifteen. So you don't rush. So God is taking his coffee in heaven. That oh, angel, who is that idiot? Say, okay, wait for uh, 10, ten minutes. We will answer him in ten minutes' time. <laughs> Hallelujah. I usually say that it's not to say that churches have not wrong people. Forever and ever till Jesus comes, where you have men, there is bound to be some human frailties. What people say that don't say is that they too you have wrong people. When you are too angry that they are talking about, you have forgotten that you too you are talking about other people. So are you special? I heard they were gossiping. They mentioned my name. How do you talk about someone else? If there's anybody in this world who has never talked about someone else, raise your hand so that we can do deliverance for you. So why are you angry when it's you? But you know what? The more you re- stop talking about that, the more it doesn't pay you when they are talking about you. Honestly, that's how it works. Those who keep their mouth also have the discipline not to get angry when others are talking about them. Are you following me? Anyway. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. Are you learning something about the mercy of God? We will go through some of the scriptures I mentioned today. If God gives us the opportunity, if I have my my opportunity during the conference. Because it is very important. But let's just stop here today that it is important. And I told you about in November. We don't plead the blood just by saying blood of Jesus. No. You talk about what the blood has done. That by the blood of his sacrifice, I have been set free. And one of some prayers is in that Zechariah 9-11. Out of pit where there is no water. Interestingly, only brethren can throw you into that pit. Ah. Sometimes I understand those who want to stay by themselves. Honestly, you need relationships to rise in life. But you also need relationships to fall. All of you can tell why growing up, what siblings did to you. It's part of life. Except to make up your mind from the word go that you walk in love. People will walk on you. But you must walk in love. Many of you have, I mean, you can remember friends from school days. The reason why you are bitter rivals right now, if you were never friends in the first place, that wouldn't happen. But you see, you cannot bypass relationship in life. It becomes necessary to mind yourself. And when I lead us to pray this prayer during the conference, I'm going to tell you that pray it every now and then. You can get to a point where no voice against you can walk. If you are praying repeatedly like this, and you are saying, remember how I led you to say that my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Do you remember? 
redeemed, cleansed, and sanctified by the blood of Jesus. Therefore, Satan has no place in me. He has no power over me. When you are talking like that, you are pleading the blood. That's what you are doing. You are making use of the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Accusations. See, if for instance, I want to give you an example now. That is not all that you need, but that's a part of it. For instance, now, widows are praying for you because you are the one supplying their needs. Orphans are praying for you. Your parents, there are many of us here, you have not, you have not used the opportunity, if your parents are alive, hear me very well, to make them pray for you from their hearts. Listen, sir, there are prayers and there are prayers. They can say, thank you, God bless you, but there is a thank you that you know is coming from their hearts. Part of greatness is to receive this kind of prayer. It's important. If your parents are no more here, there are people, there are pillars in your life that you can do this to. You do something one day, it, 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 it touches them so deeply and they are showering blessings on you. I've, I've told people before, if you are working in an office, if you are working in an office, and you, um, if you're MD, somebody has started that company. If you have done things that have made the point to say that, you say, don't worry. You will start your own wonder and you will experience the same thing. Something negative. That's a serious problem. Sometimes people say they want to step up to start there. Well, you ask that on what basis? Samuel never attempted. In fact, God did not talk to Samuel until Eli, Eli, who was the backsliding Eli, had to tell Samuel how to respond to God. God just came and he said, Samuel, Samuel. But he never delivered the message. Have you, have you noticed that? So he ran to Eli and said, you call me. But he thought Eli said, when the voice calls again, this is how you answer. Eli had to introduce Samuel to how to hear from God. In this generation, too many rebellious people, and you know what? They are 32, 33, 27, 28. They have forgotten that they are still going to live up to 70. One of the dangerous things about, one of the most terrible things about the enemy is to allow you to think you are getting what you are doing at the, at the beginning. You see, when they say too much of sugar can kill you, it does not mean if I carry uh, 20 kilos and I'm chewing it today that it will affect me today. Is that right? I can chew for a week, nothing might happen. But if I continue, eventually, even if I stop, the one I've done might affect me later, but not now. Some of the most terrible things, they wait when people don't even remember again before they start affecting them. So that is why human beings are actually very proud because they don't receive the reward of what they are saying on time. Somebody is 27 is running his mouth against everybody. Oh, are they boys? No, 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 no. And he's enjoying it. But he has forgotten that he has 15 more years. Somebody just promoted now he's working. He's working in an office. Now you are the one sending money home. And then when the parents, before they talk one, you talk three back. And then you send their money. And then truly because they receive money from you, they can't talk. <laughs> you send them money and then the game continues like that. But you are forgotten. That you are just 25. You are going to be 28, 29, 32, 40, 50. What's going to happen then? Life is not that short. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's not something that will just end immediately. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The Bible says follow peace with all men. Try your best. Even though you cannot please everybody. Try, but try your best. Between you and God, let your conscience be pure. That your yes is yes and your no is no. Even though some people will argue that far, but leave it like that. 
Are you following what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. In 2020, you don't need conflicts. It's not good for you. And if you have friends and all you do is to talk about each other day and night, withdraw from that friendship. It's important. On Friday, the foundation of many families will be reset. I have not spoken to Bishop Look, I don't know what you're going to talk about, but I just believe because of what the Lord said to me. We will start praying especially. That's a part of it, what we are doing this evening, giving thanks to God and worshiping God. So many families, they need to obtain mercy. It is then that a real change will take place in the household. Mercy. So I say to everybody, you have aunties, uncles, daddy and mommy, can you please plead with them to be at this conference? It's very important. It's my prayer for everybody. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Any question? I want to stop here. I'm being tempted to want to go to some other books or the Bible, but no. The spirit of a prophet is subject to prophet. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we worship you. To run very well in life, you must remove every weight from your life. Mercy is powerful. Mercy is powerful. There are many people listening to me. All you just need is the mercy of God. You're already running. You're already willing. Oh, you've written many certifications and you've done your best everywhere. It's wonderful. You've done your part. But you need that mercy to shine over what you do. Except for the mercy of God. Who would have told Saul about David? A guy behind the backside of desert that the father wouldn't even reckon with. Yet he came from there to become the king. Only mercy can do that. Mercy. Yeah. Why some people die to be appointed into the cabinet? I know a few people. Somebody was just talking about them and demanded that the president or whoever should make them cabinet member without their knowledge. It was the president that sent a message there that we are planning to make you some. They never look for it. Some are running after something. And then, li- listen to me very well. I said this on Wednesday and I want us to, to, to hear this very clearly, which is the truth. Many of that were, and otherwise you will, you will realize, honestly speaking, it's not of him that are running. When a child is misbehaving, maybe a teenager is into drugs or something, they say, ah, the parents, the parents, they said the parents were not there when they were raising him. Is it really true? How many people were never even raised by any parents at all and they are doing well in life? Am I right? For everything... Things happen to defy logic at times or to defy explanation. You will see somebody well brought up, good parent, that will still turn bad. I will see some people, we have seen people born into garage, yet they are doing well today. It is, it is nothing but the mercy of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Everybody will have an area of your life that you will need the power of God to help you. So people will struggle all through school. But as soon as they put their leg out of school like this, it's as if the whole level is smiling at them. To get a job is very easy. All of you that are adults now, you can tell what I'm saying. So people struggle all through school. Now life is just smiling on them. Everything is fine. What are some people will do with any exam, 92, 95? They will blast on the exam and then they will come out of school and problem. So people have never prayed about marriage before. 
They just met the good lady married and they are doing well. They have never. So they cannot attribute it to their prayer. Am I right? Some never prayed once for their wife to conceive. They were like Ronaldo. As soon as they got married like this, pregnancy straight. And it's not by power. It's not by mind. Someone else we have to pray. Some people will do nothing. The father will go to America, but the children will never become bad. They will do nothing other than normal stuff. Oh, child, I love you. No extra efforts. But some people will do everything. And one child will as, as, attempt to. This is why when people are passing through their own thing, you don't run your mouth. You don't know which one. <laughs> Did you get that? It's very. Uh, this is our neighbor's kids. I don't know why they are. You are talking because that's what you can see. We don't know what will happen in 10 years' time. Have you met people before who were LD all through? All of a sudden, 47 with cancer and they, they are gone. Whether somebody has been managing our health today, clinic tomorrow, but they will live to 80. Am I right? I know some people like that. Ever since I know them, they've been one sick after the one sick. But you see, somehow every year you see them. But then you will see somebody always LD. All of a sudden, the person is gone. You see, God allows areas of your life where you are bestowed no labor. Everybody has it. To prove to you that he is merciful. And that when you trust him, he can do the same for other areas. There's no way you look at that you won't find two, three areas of grace that say, said, you know that this is happened by the hand of God. Nothing. Some of, some of us here, part of the blessing that you are a godly parent. They brought you up. They whispered into your ear that it became impossible for you to do something wrong in school. And then when you see other people who are misbehaving, you are wondering, why, why are they like this? Why are they doing this? But well, somebody has helped you to know how to make the right decision. Some people here, they were, you were taught, you did not read any book. They homeschooled you on how to save. Somehow, when it is money, you handle it very well. And it's not, don't, don't judge others and talk because the credit does not belong to you. You were helped early. You were just brought up that way. You were sent to one hostel where things were tough on you, so you learned how to save things. And when you look at it, how are they like this? You have those wonderful areas in your life. Areas of mercy. Areas of grace. When you worship God for them and you give him thanks, genuinely, it multiplies. It multiplies. When you face something new, be quick to remind yourself of the ones who did not make efforts. You were just there that day and met that man and married the man. He's been a wonderful man. Not that you decided to read all the 10 books about how to find the man. You didn't read anything. Somebody has read everything. There's a library. Library. Man on one corner. 85 books on that shelf. Man. Black man. <laughs> and then it's one issue after the other in the marriage. I, uh, I used to think like that before. I stopped a long time ago. When people have issues in marriage, it does not mean they did not make the right choice. No. It is very easy for we pastors to start talking that, okay, maybe you did not make the right choice. Some chose well. All parameters were considered. All T's were crossed. All I's were dotted. But somehow, it is not of him that run it. Nowadays, I have serious compassion on people when I see they are married for an apart. I want to pray my heart out. I want to do my best to be part of it. I know you don't have to fight. Because it is not. And the more you do that, when you recognize grace making you to stand, 
and you are compassionate towards other people, that grace will multiply itself in your life. Because God resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I am fully persuaded in my heart. If the Lord wakes me up tomorrow and he says that, son, I want you to go to America. I used to say Afghanistan, but I've started saying America. <laughs> and he says, go. I am too persuaded. This church will continue to grow. I have never for once thought that I am the only one who can teach here and then the church is moving. I have That kind of thought you must not allow it to cross your mind. God can point to anybody in the congregation now and you start pastoring and it will do, you will do a far better job than some of us. Are. I am conscious of that. It is only a calling. It's a calling. It's a calling. This is what we are getting into this. Apostle Man told me, he said that God gave me a revelation of a message of mercy and he said, I don't want to share it anywhere until I come to HOD. It will be explosive, this conference. Be part of it. I want to thank right now those who are, a lot has been done, flights, book, different things. All of you that have been given, thank you. If you haven't been part of the givers, this is the week. You can. We haven't done everything we should do. We still need a lot of things to be done between now and Wednesday. Why don't you let your seed be involved? Don't watch others do things. You should be part of it. You should be a part of it. Hallelujah. This week, it's important. Here, we don't mention amount. It is about what God lays in your heart. And if God doesn't tell you anything, no problem. You are not a sinner. You are wonderful. But the church will have you know that your generous contribution this will be highly, highly, highly appreciated. So, as men that are, if you, are, if you have a willing heart, why don't you join us? A lot will be spent this coming, this week that we are in now. So, you can give. The accounts on the screen. Household of David. Amen. And this week is very important because this week is my birthday. Last year, I mentioned about program in Abiyoguta. I'm not doing that this year. Uh, we are, I'm raising people in Abiyoguta to do all I need you to do. Where is this my birthday? All I need you to do on Wednesday. I don't value cards. Just go ahead and invite people for the conference. That's my birthday gift. If I walk in here and there's no space on Wednesday, I am satisfied. Cake. I can buy cake there. Now, that doesn't mean if you give me a gift, I won't accept anyway. So, uh, you can bring uh, a nice car and I'll be like, hey, see, ah, uh, no, no, just go and whistle. <laughs> I will tell you that, don't drop the car, but go and whistle. <laughs> Amen. But sincerely, what is on my heart is that just go out there, reach out to people, I'm satisfied. Where is my birthday? I bless God for it. I'm not doing anything, there's nothing. We are all here for the program, worshiping God, giving praise to God. But remember me that day, first of all, pray for me. Secondly, Go all out there, invite people for the meeting. You might not even see me on that scene. The program starts, I come to the front and it ends, so many of you will go to your house. But if you genuinely extend invitations to people in your office and everything, I'm deeply satisfied. I am deeply satisfied. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. The cake will be eaten that day is the word of God. So I can't give anybody Pepsi and Coke. But if you catch me in one corner, I'll give you a bottle of Coke. Praise the Lord. <laughs> any question today? As regards the annual conference or anything, I want to take the last 15 minutes to do that and then we share the grace. Okay, somebody's raising that. Can you get the two mics, the mics? 
Somebody is raising his, his hand there. Make your question brief and straight to the point. Let's give an offering while we do that. Let's pray. We can pass the offering basket. Okay, can you help me with my envelope? Hallelujah. Glory to God. One of the things I want to do is at the back, which we, we still don't know what we're doing, but at the back, this screen is not very visible. If you go beyond where the camera people are, and actually we are supposed to have a very large screen at the background there. By the grace of God, we do that. Then we also want to illuminate the hall more. Some sections of the hall are dark. It affects recording. If you watch us online, we'll be streaming online. Where is it Thursday, Friday? This kind of light with four faces, all these lights, we need six of them more. And actually, they are very expensive. We want every part of the hall to look like this front is looking at. You can look around to see how dark some areas are. It's not good for recording. So, um, I've received too many bills here and there. Amen. And thank God. Somebody paid singularly for Apostle Seaman's accommodation. Hallelujah. God bless the, the person. That one is taken care of. Somebody paid for the flight. That one is taken care of. I, I love individuals who do stuff like that. The rest of you, see, don't watch others do things. Wake up your mind. If you want to do anything, walk up to any of the pastors here and ask them, what can you do? They will discuss with you anything you want to do. And if you don't want to talk to anybody, you can write a check or transfer to Household of David Church. It will be well appreciated. Every contribution is needed. Let's pray over our offering and let's give. Because I take questions, I might not have the time to do so. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for the opportunity to give. We ask, Lord, that you bless every giver, bless the offering in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for opportunity again. We give you praise, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, take my brother's question quickly. Someone is there. Yeah. And get someone is at the back. Get ready. Okay. Yes, sir. Good morning, church. Good morning, sir. I have two short questions. You said we should come this evening that uh, we could baptize in the Holy Spirit. When you give your life to Christ, yes. you have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you. Yes. What is the difference between that and being baptized in the Holy Spirit? Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, if you, I won't have the time to go, but I will try and explain a little. If you go to Acts chapter 19 and Acts chapter 20, Bible says Paul met some disciples and he asked them, have you heard about the Holy Ghost? They said they've never heard about the Holy Ghost. Now, the Bible said they were disciples. That means they were already Christians, but they didn't know about the Holy Spirit. So Paul put his hand on them and the Bible said that they, they got born again, about 12 of them. God, God baptized the Holy Ghost and prayed in tongues. Acts chapter 19. So that is an example. So when they got born again, the Holy Spirit was dwelling in them. But it is called an infilling, which is a baptism for service. Remember that when Jesus died, he spoke to the apostles, he said, don't leave, tarry in Jerusalem. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he said, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Samaria, and Judea, and the part of the earth. So what Jesus told them to wait upon is also what we receive at the second level. First level is salvation. When we come to Christ, that qualifies us for the second level. That is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Even though the Holy Spirit dwells in when you are born again, the Holy Spirit manifests and anoints you for service when you are baptized in the Holy Ghost. Yes, is that understood? Did that answer your question? Praise the Lord. Thank you. God bless you. You have another question? Okay. In Romans, somewhere in Romans, so if it is it's stated that if it is of grace, 
It cannot be of works. Otherwise, yeah. grace is no longer. And that's Romans chapter five. Yeah. Then, it's Romans five. It's Romans yes. four. Somebody was sick, and he made a vow that uh, if God is in, I will pay so so amount to church or something like that. And it gives the impression that uh, that was of works. Mm. So I understand. What is the place of vow in. I understand very well. There is no price attached to any gift from God. However, if I make up my mind that I want to give this. Now, there's what it calls giving of seed by faith. I don't want to go into teaching, but if you understand, I've taught here that tithe is not law for a New Testament Christian. So a New Testament Christian is not under a cause for not being a tither. It's not under a cause. Is the what was given? Abraham gave tithe by faith, and there was no condition or cause or no cause when Abraham did it. Abraham did it by faith. That's what we do. And when you do it, you are not afraid of causes. You are doing it by faith. As a matter of fact, whatever you do because you are afraid of causes, ask no. It doesn't carry weight before God. So the same thing when it comes to almost everything in the New Testament can be priced except for the sacrifice of animals. And For instance, I can choose that Lord, I make a vow that I'm traveling out. Let me give an example. My cousin, she's a doctor in, uh, in uh, Houston. In Fort Worth, Texas. She's actually 60, 60 years old now. When she was in UI, she was in secondary school. There are no physics teacher. There are no biology teacher. She read biology and physics by herself. UI took her for medicine. She finished medicine in UI, top notch. She left and went abroad. America did not recognize her medicine. She wrote the exam and cleared everything. She said to me that she was a scholarship also when she was in UI. And her father was UI bosser. They had a lot of money. She was saving her scholarship money. She met her husband. I said she made a vow to God that all the money I've been keeping from 100 level till now, when I write my exam in America and I pass and I'm settled, I will give it back to God because he has been so good to me, I have lacked nothing. That's a personal vow. So a person can make a vow. Now, it becomes a problem if a pastor tells somebody that to be healed or you are healed now, you have to give so so amount, then that is not the gospel. That is anti-Christ gospel. But if an individual says to God, that I want to do this is just between you and God. You don't even need to let anybody know about it. So you understand? That's it. Hallelujah. Sometimes when you are taking a step of it, it looks like you are doing works. They are similar. Yeah. There was time I was so sick and the Holy Spirit said to me that, do you really believe you are healed? I said, yeah. He said, then come downstairs and run. I ran panting like as if I was dying. Later, I fell asleep and I became perfectly well. After talking to three daughters and they couldn't actually get what was wrong with me, and I became well, sincerely speaking. And that has been the strongest attack in my life so far. All others can just be something mild and then they, can, they, they take off with time. So that is, that is that's the way it is. Next question. Just lift up your hand. If you don't want to indicate you can write your question i will take it as well we do that till i have five more minutes then we, we should, i don't want i want us to leave this all by eleven. yeah there's a brother over there it's good we do this once in a while every study will listen to we do an opportunity of asking a question yeah please about any subject about anything there's a brother over there only men are in church today <laughs> yes sir good morning church Good morning, sir. Yeah, sir. My Wait, question... please answer him. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, between prayer and hard work, which one should come first? 
<laughs> they are not mutually Actually, exclusive. This, this is the reason I ask this question. Because some people pray and they work hard, but they are nothing to show for it. So that is why I ask the question, sir. The Bible says that, um, um, I'm looking for this scripture in Hebrews. It said, in, it said, not slothful business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. It's a very powerful sword, two-edged sword. That's God's word. One edge is being fervent in the spirit. That is prayer. The other edge is not being slothful in business. That is being hardworking. So it's a company. A Christian needs the two. Faith without works is dead. So that is it. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm just have papers if you want to write and you don't want us to know you are the one asking the question. Write and don't put your name. You are covered. Please, if you have any other question, raise your hand. I can still take two more within a minute or two. Okay, there is... Finally, there's a sister over there. Praise the Lord. I hope, church, I hope you're okay with what, what I'm doing. Okay, there's a sister over there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, sir. Hello, ma. Um, in the course of um, the household meeting yesterday, a question came up concerning um, the first memory verse, which was, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Yeah. And God also said that I would have mercy on whom I will and compassion on whom I will. Yeah. So um, one of us mentioned that it's, we know that, and um, we took the cue from forgiveness. Forgiveness is not very easy. And we pray and ask God for mercy even when we struggle to forgive other people. And sometimes the requests we make during those prayers, they come to pass. So does God bypass the fact that we are being unmerciful at that point in time and just bless us either way. Yes, God, see, God is merciful. He's always bypassing many of our errors. Generally speaking, Jesus has paid the ultimate price. However, it's just that when God says, blessed are the merciful, they shall obtain mercy. If you cease to, if you don't get, if you don't get to become a merciful person, eventually it will start affecting your prayer. For instance, the Bible said that forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass. So, God will not say, if you don't forgive, I will never, never, never forgive you. At times, he allows you to get by in his mercy. He's just very merciful. But at times, he takes his decision that, you know what, you are working on forgiveness and you are going nowhere. So that's, that's where it is. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So there are moments when the Christian knows he has not forgiven somebody, he's praying and God is still answering. But that will not happen for too long. Yeah. Yes? A brother over here. After him, one more person, and then we, we share. Please, we still have some invitation cards, some special cards. We have a few left, like 100 or 60 or so. I will, after service, we can pick on one and give somebody at work, just a special invitation card for the conference. Give somebody in your office to be around. We want to exhaust all of them, so you must take one. Yes. Praise, praise the Lord. You just say something now about forgiveness. Yes, sir. And I want to ask, forgiveness and forgetting. You cannot forget. So what if somebody like did something to you like so many years ago and you've forgiven the person, but sometimes you always remember the thing and you get hurt. Uh, Have you actually forgiven the person? Yeah, you, the forgiveness means that I'm not going to retaliate and I might not, I'm not going to retaliate and I will not report you to anybody. 
I won't do anything to make you suffer for what you've done to me. That's forgiveness. I'm not holding you inside me. But only God can. You can't remember, you can't forget what, you, what you've seen. If somebody steals your car, <laughs> you will still remember. A judge that you are not taking any judgment against the person and you are not holding the person inside. Now, it is possible that even after you are forgiven, you see the person again, some things might want to come. Just pray about it and let it go. It means that there must not be any ill feeling towards the person based on what the person did. If a lady, take for instance a girl raped, can she ever forget the person that is? It's not possible. When you see the person, you will remember now. You are demol. Oh, no, sorry. No. <laughs> sorry if you are, if that's your name. I'm not saying you are. I just gave an example, please. <laughs> you, she can't forget. She can never forget. If I explain like that, you won't forget. But the pain of it and then the anger and the resentment that it has caused in you can go by the power of the Holy Spirit. But to be very honest, in some cases it is difficult. It takes a lot of praying. You know, wounds are in levels. They are in categories. There is a wound that you can inflict. The most, for a woman, the greatest is either somebody raping or somebody betraying them. Okay? Because I, I have a relative of mine that our chief bridesmaid is now her husband's wife. Yes. So, they were roommates in school. She was her chief bridesmaid, and now she's her husband's wife. She has forgiven them. The last time she was talking to me, this happened 20-something years ago. If I, her last born now is a medical doctor in America. She also is in America. I went for a conference, and she took me in her car. She was talking to me. I just saw tears again. She left her, her husband left her 27 years with her chief bridesmaid, and they are living in the same state in America. Some people have hearts, a large heart. You know, that's what I said that for 20 something years now, people, you know, you're the after something should happen to them. No, God is patient. Nothing. But you see, they make no mistake about it. That lady has created a problem for her family forever. Except mercy comes in to set them free. How can you, how, how could somebody do that? Highest level of betrayal. It is enough for somebody to be dating someone's girlfriend or chief bridesmaid or whatever. But for chief bridesmaid to go to court and marry. But Jesus is not. God bless you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion, it is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now, if you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again, and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now, you can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.